Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Uh, I guess we just need to look at Josh Jobs as the starting quarterback here for the Vikings rather than as the fourth guy who wasn't on the roster to begin the season. It's amazing that this guy can step in and run the offense uh, the way he has and clearly has some physical gifts to go along with it. Yeah, fascinating combination of pure brain power and also improvisational intelligence. I tried to write about that. I don't know how well I did it this morning, but uh, he's, he's, you know, listen, 4.0 grade point average aerospace engineering at Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, that kind of intelligence doesn't always translate into sports. Right. Uh, he has the ability to, so he's great at analyzing uh, defenses during the week, of, un, of grasping the offensive uh, strategies and, you know, terminology. Uh, very very quickly, mm-hmm. but he also makes the instinctive intelligent decision when he's running and scrambling. He seems like he's always a half step, you know, just a half step out of the reach of the nearest defender. He, they can't quite pin him down, which is a physical skill, but it's also kind of an intelligence thing too. He knows exactly mm-hmm. when to run, how to run, how to make people miss, when to give up the play, when to go for one more, you know, try to make one more guy miss. It, it's been remarkable. Um, uh, it, yes, of course, he's the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future. Uh, and listen, I, I could I could be a wet blanket and say other backup quarterbacks have had one or two good games and hasn't meant anything in the long haul. But I do think this is this feels a little bit different at the moment, just because he is so smart and he is so athletic. He's made so many big plays and he's excelled immediately in this offense without Justin Jefferson. Uh, this is just you know we're way it's way too early to make any large future plans based on one and a half games basically mm-hmm. but this he certainly has everybody's attention he looks to me like a passer who can run not a running quarterback yeah. uh because when he flushes he isn't just you know blinders on i'm taking off and getting what i can he flushes and looks for throws he did that a couple of times nicely to hawkinson in that game Yes, the one play to the right where it looks like the, looked like the, he was going to get sacked mm-hmm. and he was running for his life, and all of a sudden he finds Hawkinson for a big game. I mean, that that's just emblematic of the way he plays. Uh, and, you know, he's rallied this team. Uh, you know, he's very popular. Uh, he's very personable. You know, he, he just, he's everything you would want, you know, for a quarterback you pick up midseason. Um, and, you know, this team now is the hottest team in the NFL. They're probably the best story in the NFL. Dobbs is probably the best story individually in the NFL, and the schedule allows for them to. The schedule allows for them if they play well to get to ten or eleven wins. It just does. It's sitting right there for them. Yeah, I, there isn't anybody that said all oh, the Vikings are about to go on a win streak when Justin Jefferson went down to injury. How have they been able to continue on with their passing game without you know arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL? Yeah, part of it is the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they played a. And listen, you you go look back. That's why I kept making the argument they shouldn't give up on the season when they're zero three or one and four is because they weren't getting beat as much as they were making critical mistakes, fumbles, drop passes, you know things that and drop passes. Frankly, a lot by Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You know, Hawkinson had played well early in the season. This team's probably eight and two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I thought it was a good team that was finding ways to lose early in the season, and I and I did see the schedule easing up and them being able to do this. You know what we couldn't have predicted is that they would win five straight without Jefferson while starting three different starting quarterbacks. 
do they miss Jefferson? Of course they do. Mm-hmm. But they've been, you know, and this is where I think O'Connell gets tons of credit. Uh, he has, you know, he's kind of on his third back now. <laughs> his third back is now his best back. His third, fourth quarterback is now his best quarterback. But Addison has made enough plays. Hawkinson has played like the star they are paying him to be. Uh, Brandon Powell has made a lot of plays for them. Uh, they've been creative enough to get something out of the running game. Uh, and they, their quarterbacks, whoever have been in there, have been clutch. You know, so, you know, as I always say about sports, it doesn't really have to make sense. You just have to find a way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what didn't make sense to me was Daniel Hunter getting his helmet ripped off, and he gets the penalty for yeah. illegal use of hands. I thought it was possible that the officials saw it was 99, who was the one who was the aggrieved defender, and he accidentally called that number. It must not have been that, but, boy, I, I sure didn't see that. That that seemed kind of strange. Uh, and Alex Madison, uh, what's going on? I mean, when he had filled in for Cook the previous couple of seasons, he would go over 100 yards. I mean, I think he had like four out of five games over 100 yards in previous starts of his. He's just not finding a rhythm out there right now. He's just not good enough. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I think he's a massive disappointment. He's, 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 he's not, not only not finding holes and not uh, freeing himself up for big runs, uh, he's not running intelligently, and he's dropped a lot of passes. It's nothing. I mean, if you go back to the, their schedule and, and have a good running back making plays, and have Hawkinson not fumbling and dropping passes, shoot, there might be nine or one. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really work that way. Yeah. But you can see, you can find a lot of victories on this roster. It's just so, you know, I thought Akers was a better back than Madison. I think Ty Chandler might be a better back than either. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm hearing is that Chandler, his progress has been slowed because he doesn't always line up right. He doesn't always run to the right place. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to get him up to speed where they can trust him. But uh, he's got to be their back. He just he makes plays. He makes people miss. He runs with juice. He he runs with speed. He, you know, it, he's it, he looks so different than Madison. They've got to go to him. The other big story coming out of this game was the number of guys the Vikings have injured now. I mean, my gosh, they're down the top two wide receivers, and and the list goes on and on. Jordan Hicks leaves during the course of the game. They keep finding guys. Pace was a, an undrafted rookie coming to the squad, and now he's got the green dot on his helmet. Uh, the way that they were able to plug and play throughout the game and still beat a good Saints team, pretty impressive, too. Yes, and Flores should get a lot of credit for that. O'Connell gets a lot of credit for that. Um, and I wrote about it on Sunday. I kind of hate the word culture because it's one of those buzz phrases that people throw around without sometimes even knowing what it means. It just sounds like something you should say. Mm. I do think you see a culture here uh, where people play for each other. Uh, they play hurt if they're allowed to, like Hawkinson yesterday. Um, you know, There's just incredible support inside that locker room for anybody who has to step in. Um, they're well coached. They're mentally tough. Uh, you know, there's a lot. There are a lot of good things going on here, and and it's it's been a fun team to be around. Yeah. Yeah, even when they're losing, it wasn't a bad team to be around because they aren't looking for scapegoats. They're not looking for somebody to blame for their problems. They just want to win for each other. You reference that culture and how that word gets thrown around a lot, but but there is something to it, obviously, as as you're uh, alluding to. And, you know, it was a poll released, I think, before the season or something that anonymously polled NFL players. And and the Vikings came out as the number one team uh, for being a player-friendly organization for facilities and and things like that and coaching and how they're coached with O'Connell. That speaks directly to that. 
Yes, and so that's that's things that I think a lot of people use culture and they don't they just use it because they don't they think they have to say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what you see with the Vikings is actually intentional building of culture. They mm-hmm. treat their players well. Yeah. Players love playing for O'Connell. They love being, that they can communicate with Quesi. Quesi's had his misses in the draft, but he's also brought in T.J. Hawkinson and Josh Dobbs midseason and had, had them perform incredibly well immediately. Reisner's talked about how much better it, here is, it is here than it was in Denver. Um, you know, it's players come out and come from other teams and they come in here and they're like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. That's different. Uh, you know, and the facilities are incredible. Uh, Quesi's a nice guy. Uh, O'Connell's a nice guy. They don't yell at people. They don't browbeat people. They don't enjoy being tough guys. They they seem they all seem like good human beings, and players players notice that. Yeah, they just coach them up. Uh, six yeah. wins in a row now for the Timberwolves, playing really well. That third quarter they played last night, that's as good as I've seen Carl Anthony Towns play, and he's played really well in a lot of games. But he was so efficient uh, taking the offense when it came to him rebounding. He, he intentionally tried to get the ball to Gobert a number of times. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. But Towns was terrific in that third quarter. And then he acquiesced to uh, Anthony Edwards, who sometimes wants to just take a lot of shots, especially when somebody else is doing some scoring. He seems once in a while like he wants to get his. I saw that a little bit in last night's game. I thought, I'm, I'm, you know, Edwards is a terrific player. But once in a while, the ball gets sticky on him. It didn't with Towns at all. No, uh, and he started the year uh, not shooting very well. You knew that wouldn't last, uh, and now that he's got a shot going again, he's just impossible to cover. He's He can shoot free on you. If he close out, he can go around you and either draw a foul or finish. Uh, I also think I think he's a, a, a sensitive guy, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I think he's very aware of what gets said about him, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think he puts on kind of a fake tough guy act when he's on podcasts, or, and then he says stuff that drives the fan base crazy, and then they complain about him you know, throwing his hands up when he gets fouled. It's all, it all kind of snowballed. The heart of the matter is he's a really good player. He's a really good human being. He's an unselfish player. And, yeah, does he complain too much? But so does, yes. But so does so many stars in the NBA. It's the way they are. I mean, I think you see him now um, <laughs> trying not to be that guy. He's not complaining as much. He's not as demonstrative when he does complain. He's, to me, he's starting to get more calls because he's behaving that way. And that was really the only and, – and he's playing much better defense than he's ever played before. This is the number one defense in the league. Uh, and Gobert – now you're seeing Gobert and Towns play together the way they envisioned, which yeah. is they're now bullying people. They are now making people afraid to drive the rim. When they do drive the rim, they're rejecting shots. They're altering shots. They're blocking shots without fouling. Uh, this is what they envisioned. It just took a year. Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Live at 5, Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.